here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. What up? This is Gambling with Gold with Jason Gold. Welcome to the show. I am joined by Steph Small. Steph, how are we doing this week? Doing good. Excited for this NFC East uh, matchup tonight, but it was a crazy weekend in football. Yeah, absolutely insane. Week three, hopefully everybody out there made some money. Some of our picks were good. Some of them were bad. I had an emotional roller coaster with my best bet with Miami, which is something that we'll talk about in a second. I have still not recovered. It's been 24 hours, and I still have nightmares about Jacoby Brissett diving into the end zone on fourth down. So <laughs> maybe maybe I'll save that for later in the podcast. I don't want to do that off the top. And I don't want to bring up the Giants again off the top either. I'm sorry. So how about we start somewhere that's a little bit more fun as we do a little week three recap, and then we do a little look forward to uh, week four. So I thought that my two favorite games of the day were – the Chargers beating the Chiefs 30-24. That was an awesome game. We were on Chargers plus six and a half there. And then we got to talk about the Justin the Justin Tucker 66-yard field goal, the win off the off the goalpost. I mean, that's got to be one of the craziest things you've ever seen, right? Uh, absolutely. I couldn't believe it. Like, how? He's so crazy good. And it's so fun when we do have these moments and you get to witness it, like, in real life. It's not a history moment for you to hear about where like we actually got to see it happen, which is awesome. It was a crazy, crazy kick. I couldn't believe if there's one kicker that you want out there, that's going to make a 66 yarder. It is Justin Tucker and it is indoors. So maybe there was a chance, but I'm sitting there going no freaking way. And everybody that has all these Ravens teasers, Ravens money lines against the lions. (laughs) There is so much money that swung on just that one kick. And for it to hit the crossbar, everybody, the best part was the camera in the back. All the Lions fans are just so happy that it hits the crossbar. And then we all realize that it hits the back net and it's good. And everyone in the back just sulked. Just all full, like, surrender cobras. Terrible, terrible, terrible. I can't imagine. I mean, you were Lions fans, so you're probably ready to deal with heartbreak. But that's, (laughs) that's heartbreak city right there. And when you get the glimmer of hope, that's when it's the worst. It's just like the Giants when they just lost to Washington, kind of a very similar way where like you're like, oh, yeah, we want like this is it. And then it just gets taken right from you. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so bad. I mean, the Lion fan at the end of the year, they're going to be happy because they're going to get a better pick because of this. Mm -hmm. But oh, my God, to deal with that. And then on the Ravens side, just pure elation to get out of that game and be able to make that sort of kick something that everyone that's a Ravens fan will remember like forever. You'll never forget where you were for a 66 yard field goal. That's, that's gotta be really cool. Yeah. And one of the best gambling moments that I've seen in a long time. So let's move over. Let's talk about chargers chiefs. What were your thoughts on that game about Herbert? And how about some of the decisions at the end uh, for the Chargers to go for it on fourth down and do some of the wacky stuff they did uh, come down the stretch. Mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs are going to make uh, gamblers very, very frustrated this year. I think that we saw that they are not the Chiefs that everyone thinks that they are. Uh, they're coming out, even Patrick Mahomes, right? He's someone where last week made some mistakes. You would expect someone that's very good at being core- elite quarterback to correct those, but we're still kind of seeing some, he's getting, being a little sloppy that that's not, no knock to him. He's fantastic, but he's going to have to clean up his act a little bit. It's uh, moving forward. I think, or these chiefs are going to start running into some issues already, you know, looking at their roster. Yeah. So the chiefs are sitting at one and two charged at two and one 
Raiders at three and zero, and the Broncos at three and zero. So I think that the two best teams in the division are now sitting in third and fourth place somehow. Very mm-hmm. interesting division. Uh, from my perspective, I thought that the Chargers actually played this really well coming down the stretch. Mm-hmm. You have to be aggressive against Mahomes. You know what's at stake. And the fourth and nine call, you could have sit, sat on it, kicked the field goal, but you're just giving Mahomes more time to go down and run the field. Right. So now you get you score a touchdown. Then you miss the extra point, which is classic Chargers for them mm-hmm. to do that. But somehow they escape. Somehow Mahomes doesn't get it done. And now I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, Herbert played at I know the best year guy. He's clearly one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yeah. This is scary for the Chiefs. You thought you had this division for 10 years. Now you got this Chargers team with a really good, competent coach and a really good young quarterback. You you might not be running this division for as long as you thought with Mahomes. No. And I think the Chargers set up, I mean, look at their roster, right? Like one of the best things they could have done was bring in Rashawn Slater when they did. You're giving Herbert, who is really, really good, just extra time in the pocket. I mean, what he can get done now, just having those extra seconds, it's crazy. I I put a lot of futures bets in on the Chargers because I think they're, they were flying under the radar. They're one of those teams where they're bringing a new coach. Their roster is beautiful. They had a good offseason. Uh, they're in a position, if the Chiefs do not figure it out, it to be sit- sitting pretty, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking a look at the schedule for next week because I think that after – off of two losses, even though Andy Reid went to the hospital, hopefully it's all well with him. It seems yes. like everything's okay, and it was just dehydration. But, uh, look, the Chiefs are going to play at Philadelphia next week. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Philly tonight versus Dallas, but yeah. that might be a bloodbath for the Eagles. The Eagles yeah. are already dealing with defensive issues. We'll see how the Cowboys capitalize on that tonight. But this seems like a time where the Chiefs are going to be in a really, really angry spot and then need to win really badly. I could see that being a really ugly game for Philadelphia. It get, it's going to get real nasty, I think, during that game. <laughs> but that being said, I mean, the Chiefs have been so overvalued by the public, and obviously bookmakers have skewed it that way. They've, they're they 1-12 in their last 13 games against the spread. So I'm not sure if I'm ready to buy back in the Chiefs. Situationally, absolutely, I want to. And I think they're going to win next week. But, man, they keep shading the line toward the Chiefs, and uh, there's so much value for the public on uh, – on Imagine the other if side. they lose to the Eagles. Oh, baby. Then, oh, my God. Then One then and three. An uproar. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be that would be something else. I'm not quite prepared to do that. I still think that they're the favorites in the division. But that division's really good. You saw the Jets stink. But the Broncos' defense is really good. Teddy is competent. You saw what the Raiders did. I guess this is a good time to talk about the Dolphins game. Uh, so I can go through my heartbreak again. Well, actually, heartbreak it ended up working out well for me, but it almost gave me a heart attack along the way. So <laughs> Miami jumps jumps out to a 14-0 lead. Everything's looking smooth. I'm on plus four. I got money line on the first half. I'm feeling great about myself. Maybe I'm thinking about having a cocktail to celebrate. And then they throw perhaps the dumbest pass I've seen in the history of football. Brissett in the end zone across to Waddle for safety. And then the Raiders rattle off 25 straight points. And then mm-hmm. Miami somehow manages to come back. Brissett scores a touchdown with two seconds left. Mm-hmm. I'm just praying. Miss the two-point conversion. Miss the two-point conversion. They get it, obviously. So I have to go through this whole overtime crap. Oh, my gosh. I can't even It ended up working I... out well for me. But the Dolphins, I mean, I don't think that there's that much of a drop-off from Tua to Brissett at this point. But and what do you think about think the Raiders? People are talking about that, too, right? Like, 
what was the big, what was the huge difference having Jacoby in there? I think that there's something that they need to evaluate there. I don't think there was that big of a difference. Uh, I think that Jacoby played very well, honestly, uh, for what he was given. And the Raiders do this thing where the second they get hot, you better cool them down because yeah. if they get hot, you're done. Like so that's what they've proven to us. And as someone that took their win total under, I am embarrassed already because I know that they're going to humiliate me with that. But when I going into the season, I looked at their schedule. I'm like, these guys can't win five games. Are you kidding me? Look yeah. at this schedule. And they're you're embarrassing the crap out of me already because I know I'm going to lose that bet <laughs> oh my god so yeah what are, what are your general thoughts on the Raiders because you talk about this offense they're throwing the ball down the field at a greater clip than anyone else in the league which seems to be smart Derek Carr is obviously playing really well mm-hmm. it looks like some of their young receivers Edwards looks great Ruggs went up and caught a couple passes yesterday that was unbelievable uh obviously they have Waller there Jacobs is going to come back but it seems like them going against the running game and not really you know leaning on it too hard has been really smart for them yeah. And I'm wonder, I'm wondering if in that division, given the teams around and the sort of offense that three of the four teams can score, is this something that you think is sustainable that the Raiders can do this all season long? They have some, uh, well, they have a prove it game coming to play the Chargers next week. I think that's where we'll see the Raiders, right? This is a team there. The Chargers, I think, should beat them. Absolutely. If the Raiders are able to go in there and spank the Chargers, the, the, we need to start looking at the Raiders. It's so funny because the offseason, all everyone talked about was, oh, the O-line stinks. They got rid of everyone on the O-line. Jacobs is now has Kenyon. And no one was focusing on anything other than those two factors. And now we're like, wait, the Raiders are good? What is happening? Uh, I, am I seeing things? But Derek Carr has always been good. He's very underrated. He has a great passer rating. He's very good at the deep ball. Um, and I like that they're finally getting these younger receivers involved. Uh, Ruggs is, has always, was one of my favorite recruits coming out. You know, you have Edwards. I think they're doing a good job just managing the game too now. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly. This is not one of Shocking. Gruden's best qualities and uh, not something that the Raiders offense is usually good at doing. But they were pretty good yesterday. I, I know they let the Dolphins back in. They probably shouldn't have gone to overtime, mm-hmm. but they were down 14 nothing to start out. So uh, interesting there. So talk about next week. We'll do a little look ahead here. Chargers are minus three and a half at home hosting the Raiders. I will actually be at this game, and we were doing a Champions Round giveaway for this game. We're giving away a Keenan Allen jersey and a Darren Waller jersey, so stay tuned for that. Locked in on uh, Instagram and Twitter for more information on those two. But what do you think about that game? Chargers minus three and a half hosting the Raiders. So you said that you think that the Chargers should win that game, but what do you think about the line? They should win this game. There's no reason, but are the Raiders going to come out and make us all look silly again? Uh, Probably. They've been doing it all year. You know, I'm probably staying away from this game, I think, when I'm betting because the Raiders have proven to be an issue somehow. I still am shocked saying that. The Raiders are an issue. That's the most, (laughs) it's the craziest sentence I did not expect to say. So I'm personally probably staying away from this. I like what the Chargers are doing. I think they have a lot of underrated players over there. Herbert is coming into his own even more, and they should definitely beat the Raiders. What do you think is the more impressive 3 0 team right now, the Raiders or the Panthers? Uh, I think the, oh gosh. I mean, I think the Raiders is more unexpected. They're both unexpected. The thing is, the Panthers, somehow their defense is like good. I don't, I yeah. just was not expecting that to happen. So I think that the Raiders is probably a little bit more, especially because they have gotten sloppy some of these games. Uh, but the two of them, right? I'm shocked that they're 3 0. 
Yeah, I mean, the Raiders have gone through actually a pretty legitimate schedule to get the 3-0. You're talking about the Steelers, right. the Ravens, and the Dolphins. Those are three pretty tough games, even though mm-hmm. two of them were in Vegas. Maybe that Vegas is like a real home field advantage that I didn't know about. I thought it would be more that people were traveling into Vegas and it'd be a lot of uh, like opposing fans. Seems like Vegas is really behind this team and all of the Raiders fans are flying in for these games instead of the other uh, visitors. So, so maybe crazy. maybe the big Roomba is a, a good place to bet on the Raiders. So I'm interested oh, to boy. follow that trend for a little bit. Why don't we talk about two other games that happened this weekend? Rams at or Rams beating Tampa Bay. Matthew Stafford absolutely going off. Maybe a little bit of a sleepy spot for the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm having to travel to New England next week. What were your thoughts on that game? And uh, what do you think about Matt Stafford and this uh, Rams offense? So the Rams look phenomenal. I think that this was a prove-it game for them, you know, to go in to beat Tom Brady. It's a big deal. I think the Rams need to stay hot. I need to watch them stay hot, and they need to stick with it. Uh, I don't know if I'm fully bought in, which probably sounds ridiculous. I should be by now. I need to see Matt Stafford win like a playoff game and then maybe I can be all in, but this team is well-rounded. They are very much in Super Bowl contention. I think we could make that argument. Tampa Bay. Here's the thing with Brady. He usually starts slow. So I always expect with him some kind of drop off at some point, right? Not having Antonio Brown, like obviously hurt them. Uh, I think that Tampa Bay uh, losing should humble them a little bit and they should come back and respond next week. But the Rams are good, period, right? That's what we all, they have proven that. Uh, Sean McVay is a phenomenal coach. It's really impressive what he's been able to do. Yeah, it seems like Matt Stafford being there and his abilities has just opened up everything else for everybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, and McVay's offense is flourishing. So no surprise there. Their defense was pretty impressive. They got to Brady a lot against that good offensive line. Mm-hmm. Not a real surprise from my perspective. I thought the Rams were going to win this game. It definitely seemed like a sleepy spot for Tampa Bay. If there was one game that they were going to just like, okay, we're in L.A., cool. Mm-hmm. We're learning what the environment and so far is like. When we come back for the Super Bowl, we know what's going on, but we really don't care about winning this game. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on getting Tom a, a big win in New England next week, which I think that they're going to do. The line in that game right now is Tampa Bay minus seven and a half in New England. So I expect nothing less than a dominant performance in New England uh, for Tom and the boys. I think they'll get it done. Oh, um, I would, I'm sorry, though. I've been talking about this game probably since – uh, the schedule came out. I would seriously love for the Patriots to win this game. I would love it for Billy B. I would love it for Mac Jones. I'm all in on them winning next week. I'm going to be rooting them for them. Absolutely. <laughs> oh boy. That's going to be an interesting Sunday night. They are already showing the promos this Sunday night, trying to get everybody riled up for Brady, oh, but yeah. the Patriots really are not doing their part to make this game interesting. They look like absolute dog trash against uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Really bad. It was bad. I mean, Mac Jones is like average depth of target was like 1.2 yards or something like that. They couldn't force the ball down the field at all. The running game was terrible. I think Harris had six rushes for 14 yards. James White got injured. The defense didn't look that good against Jameis Winston, which isn't a great sign. So uh, things are dicey in New England right now. Dicey. Yeah, super dicey. All right, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about uh, last game Sunday Night Football. This was an awesome one, in case you didn't catch it. Green Bay 30, San Francisco 28. What were your thoughts on uh, Rodgers getting able to get that win and the cover in uh, Green Bay or in uh, San Francisco? San Francisco is impressing me because I think they've played some pretty sloppy ball. Uh, and they are still sneaky. Like to sneak out that win 
Oh, they didn't win. The Packers won, right? Yes. Am I crazy? Packers I'm won. missing it. It was Packers so late won. when I was watching it. Um, but I think that the Packers are at least, you know, coming back from not embarrassing themselves because they did do that and start the season that way. Uh, the Packers are showing that they can still make plays. I really needed MVS last week to show up and somehow he managed to show up this week beyond my expectations so uh that was frustrating for me because i had him you know first i had him all over the place last week but uh i like seeing the packers win i would love for aaron Rodgers to you know have a good season then go to jeopardy or whatever his plans are that was my super bowl pick my super bowl pick is packers bill so i need them to get rolling they look good last night the defense is still a little dicey giving up 28 yeah. to a to an offense that, I mean, Jimmy G didn't look that good and they still put up 28. So that's not great. Oh, yeah. Can we put Trey Lance in? Like, I'm done. I'm actually You're really done? over the Jimmy G thing. I'm just over it. I think he looked – he's up until this point been, like, a serviceable – obviously, quarterback, they've gone to a super – whatever. I got it. That's cool. But he looked bad last night. So you have Trey Lance sitting there, just use him. Like, it's time now. Like, if Jimmy G is going to keep playing this way, especially against someone like the Packers, it's time to put Trey Lance in. Let let the boy figure it out. I'm hesitant to want to have Lance in. I think it's a good take. and I think it's spicy. But I don't think – I don't know if I feel comfortable with that yet. I've seen how all these other rookie quarterbacks yeah. look. This – it's it's really bad out there for these guys. I mean, Zach Wilson, someone that I really liked coming in, looks terrible. It's also the Jets, so like I don't know how much yeah. is actually his fault at this point. Mac doesn't look good. Fields, you saw. I don't know what Matt Nagy's doing with Justin Fields. I didn't Justin get Fields. to rewatch that game yet, but I have not heard good things. You know, because when the Giants are on, I don't. That's it. That's all we're watching. Period. And then I go back and I rewatch every game. Yeah, but I heard it was really disgusting. <laughs> Well, the the Bears' offensive line, so you'll watch it at some point, but the Bears' yeah. offensive line is not good, and Fields holds on to the ball way too long. But the, the problem is, is that Nagy didn't do any design rollouts. He wasn't moving the pocket all over the place, which is something that Fields, like, you absolutely need to protect your rookie quarterback, and he's good at that already. Like, why aren't you maximizing his skill set? Right. You can't call – and I tweeted this before, too. It's like playing – Justin Fields sounds great. I'm cool. I sat him last week in fantasy because – I did not believe in Nagy's ability to make an offensive scheme that goes to the likes of Fields. He was playing, it sounded like it was Andy Dalton still there. And yep. you have to exactly. be more aggressive. You have to use, uh, highlight what it, what he is great at. And also then you see today, right? He's like, oh, they're deciding between uh, Dalton, Fields, and Nick Foles. Guys, come on. You got to pull it together. Now we're being it, out of control. <laughs> He just seems like he's being an asshole about the whole situation. It's like, okay, we get it. Do you mind Williams and Dalt? That's fine. Mm -hmm. But like Fields is clearly your future here. Shouldn't right. you just rally around this? Like you're gonna get fired at some point, likely. Right. Like just roll roll with the young guy, see what you got out of him. So I don't understand what the Bears are doing, really. It's kind of an issue. Yeah. Um let's talk about I want to do three look ahead lines. Actually, you know what? Let's run through all the look ahead lines. Why not? We got time on the podcast. Who cares? Well. All right, let's go through the top. So Thursday night football, we have an ugly one. Not a surprise. Thursday night football stinks. Uh, Jacksonville at Cincinnati. Cincinnati currently a minus nine in that game. Cincinnati is coming off of a big win against the Steelers, but that's a lot of points to be giving up on a Thursday night. Yeah, I would feel way more comfortable if we were looking at like minus seven and a half. That's I feel better with that, but that's a lot. 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of points. And Jacksonville, I mean, they just love blowing leads. I don't understand. Like, I've been on them the last two weeks, and their covers, like, they had Arizona at 19 to 10 and had, like, the most electric kick return or, I guess, field goal return of all time. <laughs> Gus Johnson's losing his goddamn mind. And then they can't put it away and cover plus seven and a half. They lose by 12. Utterly disgusting. I was infuriated. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Let's move on to the uh, next one. Washington at Atlanta. It is currently a pick em. You are intimate with uh, Atlanta after watching that last game. What are your thoughts on the Falcons? Um, I can't stand them. No, I mean, <laughs> we, <laughs> we deserve to, uh, to uh, lose a game. I think the Falcons finally woke up too. Like suddenly uh, the secondary doesn't look like the crap pile we thought it was they played fairly well you know they still have to get Pitts more involved I don't know what is going on and why they're, they're gonna need to, if they had want to have any chance I think to beat Washington they really need to start getting him involved yeah absolutely I think that'll be an interesting game I actually like Washington coming off of a bad spot against the Buffalo Bills they got yeah. absolutely destroyed but Atlanta coming off a win probably a little overvalued here I don't know know what the deal with Pitts is it could just be the rookie tight end thing mm-hmm. like I know that he's He's super special, and I believe that he's going to be super mm-hmm. special. But that adjustment in the league is just really hard for everybody. So I wouldn't be surprised if he turns it on at some point. But he's clearly yeah. not not there yet. So we'll see what happens there. Next game up, we got a Detroit plus three at Chicago. The Bears were favored. Lions look pretty good. They're they're a competent team. I think I I'll, I'm going to take the Lions to win this one. I think. I like what the Lions are doing. I think their O-line is better than everyone was saying it was going to be. I think the Bears are once again proving to be a dumpster fire. Uh, they uh, they still don't know who they are starting, even though we all know who it should be. And I think that Fields, no matter what, he's going to struggle. The transition is not easy. It's not the same game as college ball, right? So I think he's, I think the Lions could give them a run for their money here. Yeah, I'm looking at that Lions money line plus 135, and I'm I think I'm going to bet that after this game. So I'm uh, doing it. yeah, all right, let, all right, we got our first team bet of the weekend of Week Four. I like it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Titans minus nine at the Jets. Not much to say here. Titans got a good win against Indianapolis, but everyone on the Colts is injured, so not much to take from there. AJ Brown is likely going to miss this game. Not sure it matters versus the Jets. He though. hasn't done anything. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> At this point, it doesn't matter. He hasn't done anything, like, regardless. So, but it is, that stinks to see. I think that he will come back, though. We're going to see him, you know, be okay at some point. I don't think that this is just the end for him. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. Uh, next up, Cleveland minus one at Minnesota. This line seems pretty low, kind of fishy. I would expect Cleveland to be a bigger favorite than minus one here. Yeah, that is very fishy. Uh, the Vikings look good, though. Can we say that? I think the Vikings yep. look better than than people were leading on. They're playing very good complementary football, and when they don't make mistakes, they're a team to look, look out for. I think as long as Zimmer keeps pulls it together and can call a good game, I think they're they can beat the Browns if the Browns get sloppy. I thought that the defense for Minnesota, once they got settled against Seattle, was very impressive. And their offense, I mean, they always get yards. It's just a matter of can you put it in the end zone and not turn the ball over, which is exactly what they did. So I don't know if they'll be able to limit turnovers against an excellent Cleveland defense, but uh, it'll be an interesting game. That line definitely threw me off. I think that the bookmakers want people to uh, bet on the Browns. So maybe maybe another Vikings bet coming in here. Uh, (laughs) Next up, this is a gross one. Colts at Miami. Miami minus one. Looks like Brissett will start again. So. We don't know what's going on with the Colts. Everyone's injured. This might be just a pass all around. 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna ignore this game. I don't know who is what. Well, I watch Miami win. <laughs> All right, uh, Carolina plus four and a half at Dallas. This is a really really fun game. That is a fun game. I think, and this is going to be, you know, we talk about these games that are kind of prove them. Like, I want Carolina to prove that they are the team that we are all starting to get excited for. Can Sam Darnold uh, continue to perform? Can he clean up the mistakes that he did make last week? And can they sneak out a win against the Dallas Cowboys? I would love it. That'd be a very interesting game. That plus four and a half looks mighty juicy, although I... Um, I think that that line will change based on the results mm-hmm. tonight. Which way it goes, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah. I don't think that four and a half will be there tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, uh, next game. Uh, this is going to be sad for you. Saints minus seven and a half hosting the Giants. Can we talk about the Giants or do you just want to just Yeah, we can it? talk about how they stink. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you have the floor. Stink too. It's that the coaching is so bad. Like, it's seriously pathetic. I think that Joe Judge, uh, he is all talk. We, we need to see some some action. If there's any hope in this game, it would be that the secondary wakes up and James Winston is throwing interception city. That is the hope for That is the only way that this team is going to sneak it out. But then again, remember, the Giants are that team that for some reason, they never win the games they should. And they'll sneak out like two to three wins every year they do this. They did it with the Seahawks last year. They sneak out these wins that everyone assumes are going to get blown out. So is this going to be one? I don't know. Losing Blake Martinez is horrible for this team. So uh, I like what we've been seeing out of Saquon. He is improving. They're getting him involved more. That I love. But they, I don't know if Jason Garrett forgot what an RPO is. It, it, like, we need to use Daniel Jones's legs. Use them. I don't know why that's not happening. So this team's a disaster. I'm definitely not betting on them to win another game until who knows who we play. <laughs> Well, I actually, I think that I like the plus seven and a half. It seems like a good spot. Giants coming yeah. off of a home loss and the Saints coming off of an impressive win over the Patriots. So seven and a half over touchdown. I'll probably take that one. Here's my question. What's going on with the receivers? Because everybody left with a hamstring injury. Do you have any update on what the situation is there? Yeah. The only update I have is John Ross might play. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, that's not what I need to know. I, I need answers on Slade and Shep. I haven't even uh, looked into it. Usually, like, stuff like this with Shep, it's usually, like, limited practice. It's We're better off without Slade on the field. Uh, Evan Ingram showed again that he does not know how to catch the ball, which is so fun. But, yeah, the, you know, the receivers are a mess. And you have uh, Kenny Galladay, who you're paying $17 million a year, to, to barely be involved. So a lot of this comes down to this offensive scheme, and Jason Garrett's got to figure it out. Yikes. Well, that's not a sentence that you ever want to hear. So Yeah. Uh, it's all right. I'll, I know. I'll, I'm ready for I'll, I'm, I'll pray for the Giants. I'm ready for the Giants to have a fantastic uh, place in the draft order and then for them to blow it, but maybe we won't blow the Bears. So as long uh, now at this point, I'm rooting for the Bears to lose. That's my this is where what it's come down to. It's all right. You guys can go out and draft a Kayvon Thibodeau and you'll have a nice defensive lineman for a while. Yeah. Also, congratulations for covering the spread versus Oregon. Very impressive by Arizona. That's impressive. Huh? I was so excited. Usually we're horrible. Yeah, you were not horrible for three quarters, yeah, and then you're right. bad things happen. All right, uh, we got a couple more games here. Kansas City, we already talked about against Philly. This is a big line. Buffalo minus 17 hosting the uh, Houston Texans. That one could get disgusting. That's, yeah, I think that that is going to get gross, and it's it feels, I don't, I think I'm probably staying away from that game. Uh, there's, I never, I mean, who wants to bet minus 17, but 
that might be a lock. I don't I don't know. There's no way in my mind that Buffalo wins that game by like less than 30 at this point. Right. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> All right. Arizona at the Rams on Sunday. Rams minus five and a half. This might be our best game of the day. Oh, I would love Arizona to win this game, though. I <laughs> love Arizona. I think it would be freaking awesome for them to beat the Rams, but I don't know that it's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, watching Kyler play is like doing drugs. Like, like he's all over, all over the how? place. All the highs and lows. He is so good. <laughs> he's, it's wild. Uh, Arizona's a really fun team to watch. They might be the most fun team in the NFL, but man, they are all, all over the place. Cliff, like you're not kicking a 68 yard field goal outside mm-hmm. in Florida. It's not happening, but he tries it anyways. And then he gives up a touchdown and yeah. then they come back. It doesn't matter. They score 24 points in the second half and they win. So it's crazy. whatever Arizona, that'll be a fun game. Really fun game with the Rams. Uh, next one up, we got another NFC West matchup, Seattle plus two and a half at San Francisco. Seems like the right line here. I could see Seattle bouncing back after two straight losses though. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think Seattle, I mean, Seattle will do one of two things. They'll just continue to not play like Seattle or they'll play better and then no one will be worried again. But they do sometimes have this up-down uh, slump that we uh, are starting to see. Yeah, I just don't see Seattle starting off 3-1. and one. That's not very Russell Wilson-like, no. so I wouldn't be surprised if they get a win there. Uh, mm-hmm. Plus 130 on the money line right now. Baltimore at Denver, another awesome game. That game is currently a pick Uh That seems like I'm going to end up being on Baltimore and it's going to be the very public side and I'm probably going to lose a lot of money there, but I can't wait to do it. I think either of these teams could win. I'm, I'm really impressed with the Broncos. Again, another one of these games. Let's see if the Broncos can keep it up and show us that they are this very big powerhouse that they uh, have been. I, I'm really impressed with their defense. I think their secondary looks great. They just lost Hamler, but Teddy is balling out, and I'm a, a very big fan of what they're doing. They're getting really thin at receiver really quickly, which mm-hmm. is a massive concern. Massive concern. You're massive. without Judy for a while. Cortland Sutton is always like one play away from being out for the game. Yeah. The way that he falls, he's like he's like how Mike Williams used to be, where is every time he fell, he's just like, oh, I'm dead, I'm yeah, dead, yeah. and then he gets yeah. back up and hobbles the sideline and he's fine. Like that's Sutton at this point. Hammer's out, Judy's out, Tim Good <laughs> fan, like still got some issues there. Uh, yeah. So I, I I'm a little concerned there. And then the Ravens still don't look like the Ravens. I mean, they won against Kansas City. Obviously, that was a great win, but. That game versus the Lions, like the team last year, the Ravens usually blow out these teams. So I was right. so surprised that that was not like a, a massive 30 point win for them. Little right. concerning traveling to Denver, playing yeah. at altitude. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I still think that the Ravens are going to win that game and I'm going to lose money on it. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll probably be there with you. So, <laughs> all right. Last game that we haven't talked about. And this team is really gross right now. Pittsburgh plus seven and a half at Green Bay. I assume that the Packers are going to come out and dominate this game. The Steelers have injuries just all over the place. They can't get out of their own way. And then you get this comment from uh, Tyler Boyd that the Steelers just quit in the fourth quarter of that game and stopped trying. Not great for Pittsburgh. Maybe it'll be something that motivates them, but I think Roethlisberger is just done, done. Yeah, I think that's the big thing, you know, and everyone's like, no, he's fine. No, he is literally not fine. His arm is not okay. It's He's obviously losing arm strength. Like, as every single week, you can see it happening. So, uh, with that offensive line, too, it's great. Najee Harris is getting a lot of touches. Love, that's awesome. But, like, it's not 
be productive either. So they need to figure one of the two things out. Last year, they literally couldn't run the ball. So they better figure something out if uh, Ben's arm is going to be acting up there. Well, the problem is that you get into the situation where, I mean, Najee yesterday had 14 catches for 104 yards Mm because Ben could only throw it three yards down the field. And since he didn't care if they were giving up four yards of play, like whatever, that might be their best offense, though. Like unless that defense turns into the 85 Bears, they're like screwed Mm -hmm. and quickly screwed. Yeah, really quickly. Yeah, it's a big time issue. And man, I just can't talk about their injuries enough. It's so bad. And we see this with older quarterbacks all the time. We saw it with Eli. We saw it with Drew Brees. We saw it with Peyton. These guys just lose the zip off the fastball, and then mm-hmm. they can't bring it together, and then they're out of the league. So I, I think this is Ben's last mm-hmm. dance his last year, and I don't expect very many things. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, on the other side, we have the Packers, who I I, I can see them just rolling through this game. So seven and a half is a little scary, but I can see I them so absolutely dominating this one. Totally. All right. I think that we're all through all of the games. We've made it. We are ready to go watch some Monday Night Football. What is your, uh, before we get this out, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Well, this is going to be posted afterwards, so we can go back and uh, uh, check your score. So, my prediction is 31-24 Cowboys. I don't feel confident. I think the Eagles could end up be, like, sneaky and this end up turning into a shootout. Or they could end up getting totally screwing themselves. Jalen Hurts really has to step up to stay in this game. Uh, but I think the Cowboys will sneak it out. Jerry Jones will be all excited. And then the then the Cowboys will be the top in the NFC East. And then we have to listen to it for a week until they lose to the next uh, team. And it'll be a mess. <laughs> so I was talking to Dan Turner earlier, who also works at Champions Run. And he's a big Eagles guy. He knows more Eagles stuff than anyone that I know. And he thought that they were going to lose 48-24 tonight. Okay, that's dramatic. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, they did lose their left tackle. That's a pain. You know, they have injuries. I get it. But uh, I think that it's going to be like a Jalen Devontae. Also, the tight daughter and having Ertz back. So I don't think they're in a horrible position. I just think that the Cowboys are – oh, God. And it pains me. I would love the Eagles to win because I think that they'll – lose more moving forward so as a Giants fan I'd rather them win tonight so that the Cowboys don't have the extra W but unfortunately I think it's gonna be but you never know this is what happens on these primetime games then they end up being not what anyone expected (laughs) I fully expect this to be a very entertaining game and if nothing else we get the Manning broadcast where they have LeBron on there and Nick Saban and it should be very very interesting so before we head out of here let's announce uh, all the giveaways for this week We are giving away a LaVisca Chenault jersey for Thursday night, a Joe Mixon jersey for Thursday night, a Darren Waller and Keenan Allen jersey for Monday night, and we're giving away a Mac Jones jersey for Sunday night football. So enter all of those, Instagram, Twitter. Love it. Maybe TikTok. Maybe we'll get you announcing those on TikTok in a second. Uh, So follow all of those for a chance to win all of those. And until the next show, Steph, thanks so much for joining me. And hope you guys win all your bets. Talk to you soon.